Learning in the classroom isn't just about the ABCs. That's right. A local nonprofit is helping kids understand the difference in others, especially kids with autism. And this is Chick to Chick. It seems like there are more and more kids dealing with autism. They're somewhere on the spectrum. And it seems like these numbers have been going up. Latest statistics, one in 36 children will be diagnosed with autism. Yeah, now, if you think about it, the average classroom is, what, 28 to 30 kids, especially in elementary school. So the likelihood of either your child or your children in the classroom, someone is going to have a child in the classroom that has autism. And so it's really important to understand, for children to understand the differences in those folks. Yeah, they they do need to realize that they might be in contact with some child that is somewhere on the spectrum. They need to learn what this is all about, how to deal, how Mm -hmm. to relate. And be comfortable, right? Be Be comfortable comfortable with each other. Because it is probably going to happen, Mm -hmm. which brings us to our guest today, Jeanette Louise. Um, Jeanette, your son has autism and it took many, many years before he was diagnosed. Share his story with us. Sure. so he, he is my baby, right? So it's not like it was uh, my first rodeo with a child, but I noticed some things that were a little bit different. And, um, oh, he was just a very um, active, rambunctious child, highly emotional. Um, and he was vetted for autism, which is pretty normal. I want to say around two years old where the PCP is a- asking questions about how he plays and things like that. Passed all the tests, um, started around kindergarten where we noticed some things just were a little bit different. Started with counseling, um, diagnosis of anxiety disorder to ADHD to finally after going through um, just several providers and trying to do everything that I could to, um, you know, get his behaviors at bay. Finally, the psychiatrist said, hey, I think we might be missing something. And um, an entire team evaluated him and at age 10 we got the uh, autism diagnosis. So at age 10, he's at the end of elementary school, right? And what was that like for him in the classroom? Uh, Well, fortunately, uh, we're a West Shore School District family, and we've had nothing but the very best providers. And um, I hate to say it, but sometimes when you have a younger teacher, they're open to trying different things and, you know, an individualized program that, and kind of testing and seeing what works well for a child like my son. And they've just done a fantastic job. And do you feel like um, the other children are respectful of him, their understanding of his situation? How does he feel in that environment at school? Well, I think I, as a parent, really struggled with, do I tell people? Because sometimes there were times where, um, you know, maybe his behavioral was less than ideal and I'd hear comments from other parents and that sort of thing. And I thought, well, maybe if they understood why he was acting like that, they could be a little bit more compassionate. Um, in the same breath, I was like, well, is it really anyone's business? And obviously I've been very viral about our family situation and um, I think it's helped others. And as far as my son, I hear him gaming and I hear him telling people that he has uh, special powers and that he's autistic. And um, you can you can get my book. It's on Amazon. You know, check out my life with Gary on Amazon. And I'm autistic. And um, kids are like, really, I would never know that. And um, so he's he's not ashamed of who he is. He's empowered by it. And um, if I do nothing else in in my my time on Earth, um, I'm extremely proud of that. 
So when you talk about the fact that you weren't sure if you wanted people to know, like whether it was anybody's business or not, why did you finally decide, yeah, it really is important for people to know? And what did you want the outcome to be with that? Well, I think, um, so initially I wrote this this book, My Life with Gary. I wrote it on a flight with my daughter coming home from Iceland on her 16th birthday. And I think um, just I as a person, how I was processing everything, um, you know, it was just very sad and overwhelmed and I was keeping everything in and just kind of all my thoughts poured out on this piece of paper. And I kind of kept it to myself and I talked to some friends about it and they're like, yeah, Jeanette, do this. You know, like you're you're able to help other people and they kind of really um, stood behind me and were really good cheerleaders and were telling me, you know, hey, you don't want to just educate people like and you don't want people to feel sorry for your family or other children like Lucci. You want to empower them to look at, you know, what makes your child special and other kids like Luciana special and not just focuses on the um, on what they can't do, focus on what they can do. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. You didn't just write this book. You've now started your own nonprofit, Autism in Classrooms. Uh, Tell us about that. Tell us about the nonprofit, the mission, what you're trying to accomplish with that. Sure. So what we do is um, we take the book, My Life with Gary, and we donate it to school districts. And we tell the school districts um, to pass the books out to classrooms grade through five. And so they're right there within the classroom. And when kids have time to do free reading, they have access to the book. And the hope is that a child will access the book and they'll read a very, very simple, I don't know, I think it's 40 pages about um, how Luciano's life is just like theirs, but also in other ways not. You know, so it talks about he takes medication, you know, and why that is. So if a, a kid sees another child, you know, having you to go to the nurse to take medication, why is that, right? Or if he has problems with eye contact, why is that? And how does he feel about it? I mean, it's kind of a a big deal between, you know, it's just a family thing or just in your classroom to now a lot of other children and families are exposed to what is going on in your family. And does he understand it? And how does he feel about it? Um, He does understand. I've I've always... um, you know, worried, like, hey, are we doing the right thing? But I've, you know, even during COVID, we had him, him and I, we we read to a classroom and it was a classroom where he went to school and he had me do the reading. And then at the end, he kind of answered questions. And these younger children, they really think that he's kind of like a superhero, you know? So it's actually been extremely empowering and inspirational um, to have kids be able to ask him questions and him be able to answer that in a live setting like that, it's actually, and, you know, and be on live TV with me. I mean, not many kids can do that. So, I mean, I, I think that he's actually a really special kid. And that's great that you turned something that could have been a really negative situation <laughs> mm-hmm. and you've turned it into a positive, not only for your family, but also for your son. How many school districts um, have you been able to get this book in? And what if a school district wants the book? What do they need to do? Sure. So um, my life with Gary is in all all of Cumberland County school districts, which we're super proud of. And in Dauphin County, we're in Central Dauphin, Harrisburg School District, and we're getting ready to penetrate Steelton. Um, And we're also in other areas of the country as well. Um, They can go to our website to autisminclassrooms.org. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll donate for the entire school district. So how do you get these books in production, Jeanette? I mean, are you, are you bankrolling this sister <laughs> or do you have fundraising? You know, if someone out there, especially another family that loves that you are taking 
a voice that might be similar to theirs and you're exposing it and you're doing what you're doing and people want to donate um, or help you fundraise, like, is there a place for people to help you with that? The website, autisminclassrooms.org. They can go on there and make any donation. I mean, even a donation of $10 will allow uh, one book to go to a classroom. So any little bit helps. We're completely volunteer-based. We don't take a salary. So um, the only way we're able to continue to do this is, is through donations. If people don't understand what autism is, if people don't understand what it means to be on the spectrum, can you give us a little bit more information about what this means? Is it an intellectual disability? Is it a learning disability? What is it? Yeah, that's actually a great question and a lot of reason why I do what I do. So um, when my son first got diagnosed, I got a lot of questions like, does your son go to regular school and can he get a job and things like that? And the answer is absolutely. For my son, the answer is yes. But for a family next door to me that has a child on the spectrum, that may not be the case. So um, that diagnosis has changed in the past few years. The word Asperger's is no longer diagnosis. It's actually autism, which is also a reason why um, we're seeing a rise in autism cases because they're all being lumped together. Um, so that said, it's it's a lot of social and emotional. Um, you know, there's no um, one size fits all and there's also um, no cure. Um, and a lot of these kiddos have comorbid conditions that um, they can treat like ADHD or anxiety or depression or epilepsy. Sometimes a child that's on the spectrum also has one of those, um, you know, co comorbid disorders and they're able to be treated, but autism is not able to be treated. And what do you say to the parents who maybe have a new diagnosis for their child or a grandparent or loved one that's listening that just, you know, they feel very anxious about the diagnosis? What do you want to say to them? Oh, this makes me want to cry. Um, <laughs> love yourself because you're probably doing the best that you can. Um, continue to educate yourself, whether it's through other parents. Ah. Uh, whether it's through other parents or reading or looking things up at, you know, reputable um, websites online, um, accessing whatever providers that you, you're able to access, whether it's counselors, psychiatrists, um, social workers within the school, and just, just keep trying um, with there being really not a lot of, I don't want to say that there's not a lot of strong resources, but I think when a lot of parents come to me, they want an answer as to how to fix things and how to treat autism. And you can't, you can try different things with your, with your children. What works for my child may not work for yours. And you just have to be patient with yourself um, and trying different things to see what works best to treat your child. And also not to be embarrassed. Um, I also think a lot of people come to me and they ask, Hey, did you take Tylenol when you're pregnant? Like, is that what happened? And um, those sort of things, just something I want the public to know that that's not helpful. Um, trying to figure out what I did right or wrong in my pregnancy is not going to uh, make my situation any better. It's you not helpful. The blame fact, game doesn't work. It's, it's, it's actually hurtful. Insulting. You know, we mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, the statistics, one in 30, 36 kids mm -hmm. uh, that will be diagnosed with autism. And you mentioned somebody saying to you, did you take Tylenol? What do you think is behind this increase in numbers? Well, I think, um, you know, there's four of us on my board, and I think um, I'm the only parent with with a child on the spectrum. They're all just amazing cheerleaders, but we all have our own thoughts. I think that a lot of it is just if, if you're smart enough to know with data, right, if you take 
one one diagnosis such as Asperger's and now lump it in with everybody that's on the spectrum, of course you're going to get bigger numbers there. The other thing is there's just such a rise in awareness. You know, my daughter was born in 01. I don't recall the PCP vetting her for autism. I don't recall it like age one or two asking, hey, does she kind of play with blocks a little funny? Does she line things up? But with my son that was born in 07, they asked those questions. So um, they're vetting, they're vetting, they're um, recognizing behaviors more. Um, so I think that's a lot of it. I also think um, there's a lot more funding, you know, like the federal government is is offering a lot more funding for research and things like that. So we're learning more. Jeanette, thank you so much for educating everyone, for taking your story, your son's story, and really highlighting such what could have been such a difficult time and I'm sure has been a difficult time to make it so positive, like Flora was saying. Thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Thank you for having me on. And, and Jeanette, one more time, the name of the book and if people want more information, the website. My Life with Gary. So My Life with Gary can easily be found on Amazon.com and our website, um, you know, for funding and for working with school districts and even speaking engagements is Autism in Classrooms. Dot org. Awesome. Jeanette, thanks again. Thanks for sharing. You can see how mm -hmm. difficult this mm -hmm. is to talk about. You yeah. can see and you could hear the pain in her voice. Well, she's a mama. This of course. Her, her you child. know, when your child is hurting, you're mm -hmm. hurting and you take that pain on. But we've got to applaud her. Oh, that yeah. She took this situation and now she's trying to educate other people. And I think the biggest thing that we're getting from this is we have to learn to be tolerant. Mm -hmm. Kids need to be tolerant of other children, mm -hmm. the differences that other children have in the classroom. And I think this is great that, that her son's a I hero. He is a, a hero. And kids hero. are sponges. They'll take this in if you give yeah. it to them. So yeah. it's it's wonderful. We appreciate Jeanette and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for being our, on our with our podcast today. And if you want to, and we'd like you to do it, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button until we are back to chirp about another topic.